0: And Lord God, as we get into your Word this morning, as I share what you've placed on my heart, Lord God, I pray that that our ears would be opened, that our, that our hearts would be ready to receive. Lord God, that, that you would still our minds as we draw our attention to you in this moment, Lord God. In your precious name, Amen. Amen. So as uh, Amelia mentioned during... Uh, the announcements earlier. We're going to do communion at the end as part of what I want to talk about this morning uh, for the message. So we haven't forgotten communion and we're going to share in that at the end and I want to encourage you um, today just to, to be in a space of, of really uh, recognising what you've got going on in your life. God's, God's put on my, on my heart something to share um, that is, is from the passage from Hebrews 10. So if you've got your Bibles, I want to encourage you to grab your Bibles out and keep it, keep it open to that so you can, can refer back to that. Um, but what I want to share from this morning is uh, I, have the, I have the privilege here of being the Director of Worship Ministries, which means I get to work with the awesome team that leads us in our corporate worship every, every Sunday. And so um, Thursday nights we come together and we and we uh, spend some time just considering the things of God and, and spending time working on the gifts and abilities that He's given us musically um, and, and uh, just prepare for the coming Sunday and learn new songs and all that kind of stuff and, and as, as uh, we're going uh, the last few weeks, God's really impressed on my heart this, this passage that we're going to look at um, today and it's a, it's a passage that really speaks into what it is to come into the presence of God. And so I was, I was talking with the team and, and sharing and, and I knew I had to preach today and God really impressed on my heart that this is not something just for the worship team, this is something for all of us to, to hear and so that's what I, I want to preach on today. And I want I to talk about the fact that this, we have this incredible privilege because of Jesus, because of the work of the cross, that we have this incredible privilege to come into the very presence of God? Do we understand the significance of that? That we can come right into his throne room, and there's a passage that says, and we can worship at his footstool. If you think about worshipping at his footstool, that means you're, you're right up, you're right up there, you can reach out and you can touch him. And that wasn't always the case. In, in the Old Testament, if, if you remember, that when the, when the temple was set up, when the, when the tabernacle, which was the tent of meeting that was set up before there was a proper structure, there was this place, the Holy of Holies, that held the Ark of the Covenant, that held, it was, it was supposed to be the very presence of God, it was the closest thing to heaven on earth, And what would happen is that there was this this veil, there was this curtain that separated it off from the rest of the temple, from the rest of the tabernacle. And there was one person who was allowed to go in there and that was the high priest. And there was one person who was chosen and he would go into that place and he would offer sacrifices on behalf of everyone else in the nation of Israel. And he'd go in there and he'd perform these, these sacrifices... But there would be this, this preparation that needed to take place before he went in there. Because if he went in there without preparing himself, chances are he wouldn't come out again. That's just how it was in the Old Testament times. It was this thick curtain. It was this veil that prevented just anyone from walking in. And in fact, in Hebrews 10, 11 and 12, it actually explains this to us a little bit and gives us a little bit more context. And it says, under the old covenant, the priest, that is the high priest, this one chosen person stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again. Sacrifices which can never take away sin. That our High Priest, that is Jesus, has offered Himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. How incredible is the sacrifice of Jesus. And as Jesus died, as He hung on the cross, as He gave up His life, as as He gave up His spirit, as He called out to God and He said, God, I am done, this is yours. That veil in the temple, the veil that separated the nation of Israel from God was torn in half. And we now live in this new covenant. This new covenant where we have the opportunity to enter into that most holy place. Every time we draw our attention to Him, we can come right into the very presence. So Hebrews 10, 19 to 22... Is where we're going to start and it says this, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the very presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting in Him. Our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have, washed, have been washed pure with sorry, our bodies have been washed with pure water. We're just going to stop there for a minute. What an incredible invitation we have. Because of the blood of Jesus, we can boldly enter in. How did you enter in this morning? Did you come with boldness? Did you even really think about what we're coming here to do when we gather together? You know, the the high priest that I was talking about goes through a process before he walks in through that veil. Because if he's got it wrong, he's not coming out again. Now, thankfully, because of the blood of Jesus, we have the opportunity to boldly step in. But I think it's, it's, it's important for us to remember the privilege that it is that we have to come into the presence of Jesus that it's this incredible gift of His blood that has been poured out that enables us to come with that boldness, regardless of where we are in our life, regardless of where we think God thinks we are, we have this ability to come with boldness. But there are all these, all these things that we carry, aren't there? We've, we've all got stuff that we bring with us, all got stuff that, that distracts us away from being in that space of recognising who God is and what He has done and this privilege that we have. Now I've got some, some people here to help me with an example I have. And So they're going to come and they're going to help me and this is, this is some of what I talked about with the worship team. And so what happens is, is that we have this, this, this opportunity to come right into the presence of God, right into the very presence of God, because His sacrifice on the cross has broken that veil and suddenly we have this access to come right to the very throne room of Him. But there's stuff that we carry. There's stuff that's, that's baggage that, that distracts us. Some of it is good stuff, some of it is bad stuff. And so as I was, as I was contemplating this passage before I shared with the worship team and and as as I as I talked through it with them I realized that there's all this stuff that we carry and we carry it in our own strength and we carry it and we carry it and we come into we come to the presence of God but but we're carrying this stuff again some of it is is big stuff it's, it's we carry sin you know, Jesus, Jesus went to the cross and His blood was poured out. And it was done to take our sin. It was done to take our sin and yet we hold on to sin. We, we don't confess it. We think we can't give that over to Jesus. Jesus. You know, there's things like past disappointments that we've had in our life and we keep looking back and there's doubts about, does, you know, does God really love me? There's doubts about what we can do and what God's calling us to do and that, that stops us from, from entering into that place. There's those feelings of, of lack we can come into you know i don't know what i asked the question before about how you come into the presence of god how did you come this morning did you come with a good attitude or a bad attitude that attitude can affect the way we enter in there's lots going on in our lives we've got we've got worry we can worry about a whole heap of things can't we and we can grab hold of that and there's there's our finances Finances can be all-consuming. There are our past mistakes, even things that are that are good things that we need to work through, like grief. There are things like, like um, what else have we got there at the moment? Our hobbies. Hobbies are great but when that starts to get in the way of us coming to a place where we're truly entering into God because we're distracted by the thing that we're going to do as soon as we get out of here, or the next thing to do as we're having our quiet time, then that becomes a problem. There's laziness. Sometimes we get this attitude where we just we actually just can't be bothered but remember what we're here to do remember what happens when we come into the presence of God remember this opportunity that we have to come you know we can look at other people around us and we can be envious of what they have and that distracts us away we can be tired <clears throat> And sometimes it's just easier to, to just give in to the tiredness and to, to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm so tired, I'm, you know, for me, I'm not going to turn up to music practice tonight because I'm just so tired. And then I remember that it's this opportunity to come into the very presence of God. And so you can see as, as all of these things Stack up. Suddenly, thanks, team. Suddenly, there is a new veil. And as I was considering this, I recognise that there is all of this stuff, both good stuff and bad stuff that we can carry with us, that we, we hold on to in our own strength and we don't hand over to Jesus. And it builds this veil, it replaces what God came on earth to do, it replaces what Jesus came to do, His sacrifice on the cross. was so that we could freely enter into His presence, to do what to boldly enter in, because we've been washed clean... You know, our, our guilty conscience is guilt in there somewhere. It is. Good. Our guilty conscience has been sprinkled by the blood of Jesus. And Jesus has taken it. And that takes a little bit away from the wall. And there may be things on here that you can relate to. There may be things on here that you don't relate to. There may be other things that aren't up here that you recognise are things that are distracting you and holding you back from that place of truly entering into the presence. Again, what an amazing privilege it is that we have to come into the presence of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And so there's this, this process that we need to go to, of recognising that we've got these things and coming to Him, coming into the very presence and handing them over, the good stuff and the bad stuff and saying, Jesus, this is me and you know what? He says, come, come to me. Jesus wants relationship, that's why the veil was torn in the first place. He calls us to come. And He calls us to bring everything of ourselves, every, every scrap. You know, kids, I have a privilege of having kids, what a blessing they are at times. Yeah? All the time. Thank you, Ali. That's my wife saying that, just so you know. No, but I mean, like kids. What do I say? What do I mean by that? Kids are something that we love, isn't it? For their, and and it's a challenge. It can be. It can be. Kids can be a distraction because maybe you don't have kids and you want kids. That can be all-consuming, can't it? Maybe you do have kids and they're little-ish, like mine. And they're a distraction because you want the best for them. And you want them to be good, and you, you know. But the priority is, is coming before Jesus, that God is, a, is, is the most important thing and is above and in everything. And if, if we are distracted away from what God is calling us to do, even with our kids, then we've got a problem and we're building up the veil that Jesus came and died for to replace, to take away. You know, maybe there are some of us in the room who have older kids and we want to we make sure that that they're going to go to heaven. We want to make sure that they have that personal relationship and that can be all-consuming because God's saying, bring it to me. Trust me. Bring it to me in prayer and I've got this. And so there's things like that that we need to just hand over to God and He takes it. And slowly the veil comes down. And so this this picture I have is is that once there was this veil and Jesus came and he he made that sacrifice and the veil was torn and and suddenly we have this ability to to enter into God's most holy place, to come into that very presence. And then we build up this this new veil and God's saying, "Don't, don't build up the new veil but come to me. And he takes every single thing that you have and he looks at it. And he puts it to the side and he beckons you to come. That is the picture I have of Jesus with arms wide open waiting for you to come because all he wants to do is embrace you in whatever situation you find yourself in with whatever burden that you might be carrying that you haven't handed over to him. To hand over your stress to be in this space and saying, Jesus, I am stressed right now and I don't know what to do, but I'm going to put my trust in you. And Jesus takes that and he says, walk with me. You know, I've experienced that so many times in my life, where I'm doing all this stuff in my own strength, dealing with work problems, dealing with all of this stuff and I reckon, and then I rem- remember that, hang on, Jesus is here. Jesus is walking with me. And to hand that over and, and to see, it, does, it doesn't change the situation, but to have this, this just undeniable peace that goes with it. This ability to step into stuff, suddenly my brain is filled with things and wisdom that I, I, you know, ways of approaching the situation that I find myself in. Words to come out of my mouth to impact the situation I find myself in. A bit of a reality check at times of, you know, what are you stressed about? Just actually think about what you're dealing with right now, it actually, in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't really matter You know, sometimes these things can become all-consuming and they can fill our vision and block our vision from seeing Jesus. And so then the, the second part of Hebrews 10 that I want to look at today. Let us hold tightly without wavering To the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. His promise that we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place. But then there's this next part. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not le- neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so then this is the other part of this. Oh, wow. Is that we can, we can trust God in his promise. We can trust God that we are in this position where we can boldly enter into his presence because of the blood of Jesus, regardless of the things that we are carrying, regardless of what we've got, and come in and just worship to hand whatever it is over to Him and just be in His presence. But then there's this this other side of it that that when we come together, we need to recognise that all of us might be in a space where we're carrying our own veil. And so that's what I was sharing with the worship team is as, as we are worshipping, as we are leading in worship, we need to be reminding each other of the promises of God, reminding each other about what God has done. Because we need to take all of this stuff that's a distraction and hand it over to him and recognise that, that as we come, we're all carrying stuff. And so we need to motivate one another into that space, motivate one another into acts of love and good works, which, which breaks down this. That makes us recognise the things that are getting in the way. You know, I'm I'm angry because the stuff that I'm being asked to do is not being done the way that I'd do it, and you know, how dare we do it that way? That can be a blockage, can't it? And so we've got to be in this space where we are loving on one another, that we are, we are in this space where we are encouraging each other to enter into the gifts that we have, to step in with boldness, to serve as that body that I was talking about in the offering talk, to be that fully functioning body, to step into the things that you're good at. If you know, don't, don't worry about things that get in the way of that, the unbelief in... in in yourself to be able to do stuff, but also unbelief in, in other things of God actually true. Am, am I questioning what God has done? But it tells us in here that that God will keep His promise, that we can boldly step into His throne room. And so being in a space of just recognising that each of us is in a place where we're going we're to walk in and we're going to be carrying stuff. And sometimes... That might present in weird ways. I wasn't going to talk about this but I will. I was in McDonald's the other night. Yeah, McDonald's. Actually, I thought I'd get that in because John Robertson, who was here last week, he really bagged out McDonald's and KFC, didn't he? He was a a food lover and so I'm here to defend (laughs) defend the fast food. I I don't want to distract away from what God has placed on my heart. So I was I was at McDonald's with my son Zeke. We were having a catch up before music practice on Thursday night. Maccas was absolutely packed. Anyway, and so we're ordering at the machine. And Zeke's standing there and we're going, Oh, we're gonna go sit in that booth over there, and then someone would go and sit in it. He said, like, Oh, we're gonna go sit in that booth over there, and then someone would sit in it. Anyway, finally finished ordering and there was one booth free. And so Zeke raced over while I was finished finishing. And he sat down and I got my ticket and I walked over and on the seat of the booth was a pair of little kids shoes and I looked at the shoes and I looked around and I mean it was packed but there was there was no one that looked like hey they're my shoes don't you dare touch them that was that was so I thought anyway so I picked up the shoes and being a parent of young children I thought now if I had come and and my child had left their shoes on the seat I would go to the seat where we were sitting and look for them, yeah? Everyone with me on that one? Excellent, very good. I picked up the shoes and I put them on the floor next to the seat and I sat down in the booth. A few minutes pass and then this guy comes up and he shoves the shoes in my face. And what did he say, Zeke? I can't, it escapes me now. What did he say? Why? That was it. Why? Why? Um, anyway, it was quite quite aggressive. I said, oh, oh, "I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't realise that anyone was sitting here." But why? Why would you do that? My son had put his shoes here. Why would you take them and put them on the floor? I said, I'm, I'm really sorry, look, we can, we can move to a different spot if you'd like us to move. But why? Why wouldn't you take those shoes and give them to the manager so that when someone comes and says, I've lost, and, and, or sorry, come, take them to the manager and say to the manager, do you know whose shoes these are? <laughs> now, as a manager of McDonald's, I can imagine that I would not be keeping track of every kid's shoes and all that kind of stuff, so that just, anyway... I, I just, I actually thought I was going to get my head punched in and Zeke was sitting opposite me trying very desperately not to laugh. <laughs> anyway, we, we ended up, we got our order and we just left because they then sat at a table right next to us and, it was, and, and his wife or partner was there as well and it was very, they, she seemed to be in the same sort of mood but my point being in all of that, I don't think it was about the shoes. There was definitely, the more I thought about it, so it was talking like about it afterwards as we sat out here in the car park sharing our McDonald meal together. There was something more going on, yeah? And that's exactly the same as what happens when we come together is that there can be something more going on. And so we need to be in this space of recognising that in ourselves. What have I I got going on that is stopping me from entering into the presence this morning? What have I got going on when when I'm in my quiet time at home and I'm opening the Word and suddenly that Facebook notification pops up on my screen? Is that going to distract me away? What have I got going on when it's Quarter past seven on a Monday night, and I've got to get to men's group, and the kids are going crazy, and Ally's a champion, and I don't want to leave her, but I've—what do I do? I'm really tired. I've been at work all day, and oh, it would just be so much easier just to stay at home. But then the question is, what am I missing? What am I missing? If I don't go to men's group, what do I miss about coming into the presence of God with a group of guys who want to get around the Word? If I wake up on a Sunday morning and I'm just feeling, oh, it's, you know, school holidays, Pastor Neil's away, eh, maybe I'll just stay home. What am I missing? Yeah, and I, it just, This is on my heart that I don't want us to miss a thing about what God has for us, yeah? And what are the things that we are holding on to that are stopping us from truly receiving the things that God is calling us to? To be in that space of, of just taking the time to think about the things that are going on in our world and the things that we're holding on to because we need to hand it all over to God. Our finances, our work our busyness, the mistakes that we've made in the past and bring it to Him. And again, He's gone to the cross, His blood has, has covered it all and He takes it and He puts it off to the side and He calls us to come. So, what I want us to do this morning, we're going to share in communion an opportunity to calm and just to, to soak in his presence some more. The worship team's going to come and they're going to play while we do that. But up the front here, there's some little bits of paper and some pens. And I'd like you just to really just take some time. We've got time this morning. We're early. Woohoo! But we've got time just to sit and I want you to sit and just reflect on where you're at with God what are the things that you are holding on to so tightly that you, you you don't think that God wants to take it but we've read that we can we can boldly enter into this holy place because of the blood of Jesus Our communion meal that we're going to share together reminds us of that sacrifice that he has made and we do that every week I love the fact that we do communion every single week because it's that ongoing reminder of the blood of Jesus, the brokenness, the sacrifice that He made, that one perfect sacrifice that covers all of our sin. There is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can have done that blocks us from coming into the presence of God, that stops us from entering into that relationship that He died so that we could have. And so as the, as the worship team comes... I want you just to take your time, join in with, with the worship as it, as it happens. But when you feel like it, just come up, grab a piece of paper, write on it, write on the things that you think are blockages and place them in the container here. I'm going to dispose of them later. I was going to burn them but there's a fire ban at the moment so I'm not going to do that but I promise I'm not going to look at them, I'm just going to dispose of them. But this is, this is a moment between you and God. To pull down that veil that maybe you've built up. To recognise the things that you are holding on to so tightly, both good things and bad things. And recognise that Jesus is there to walk that journey through it all with you. He has washed you clean from all sin and offers forgiveness for each one of us. But we need to confess that sin. We need to bring that sin and hand it to Him in order to receive that forgiveness. So let's just spend the next little while, we're going to, as I said, we're going to worship. Come and, and have communion. Grab a piece of paper. Hand over any of those things that might be stopping you from truly entering into His presence. Pray over it. Hand it over to God. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to pray with you this morning. I'm just going to sit over here. And if you need prayer, please feel free to come. To me, uh, the elders, some of the elders are here this morning as well, so i would love to pray with you. But just this, this opportunity for us to remember this, this incredible privilege that we have to come. This incredible privilege that we have to come right into the very throne room of God. To come just as you are. To not take it for granted. To remember the things that He has done. Just come and receive his embrace.